Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Okay, everybody, we are officially live. It is Dave Mormon here, your home service business coach. I'm coming at you live here on Tuesday uh, from Facebook here. We're casting. I've got a really, really important topic that I'm very passionate about, and it's one that I feel is very important as you continue to grow and scale your home service business. So a lot of people in in my industry, in the pressure washing industry, you're going to find a lot of value in this one because we are discussing the very, very important topic today, all about recruiting. And so for those of you who know me, you know, uh, I've been building Revive Washing the past almost five years now. We turned five years old in May and I've been able to build it up to a level where it is now running uh, largely without me. And I've got uh, a couple managers in place to help me run the business. I've got teams that help me do the services that we offer. And we're continuing to grow, continuing to evolve and learn day after day to make our business just a little bit better. So I wanted to come on live today and discuss just how important recruiting is in our businesses. So I'm just going to be sharing out this podcast here. Just bear with me one second. I want to get this into my group here. Okay, perfect. So we're shared there. So we're going to be discussing all about recruiting. So for those of you who know me, I really say you need three things right here to be able to grow and scale your pressure washing business. So you need projects. So you need to obviously have enough work to be able to stay busy and keep work on the calendar. So you need projects. You need people, which is what we're going to be talking about today. How do we get the best people on our team? How do we attract talent? How do we keep people on our team? And then the third P that you need is profit. So there's too many home service business owners running around, you know, staying busy, doing the thing that they're doing, but they don't actually make money at the end of the day. And that is a key distinction. You know, it is such a difference from having a job you know where you're working in your own business to actually having a legitimate business and kind of the key differentiator of that is can you actually leave that position for one or two weeks at a time and have the thing continue to do well without you so that's what we're going to be discussing is is how do we actually build that team you know how on earth do we get our pressure washing business running without us. And so I'm going to be diving deep on this stream talking about recruiting. How do we get the best people on our team? So if you are watching this live, feel free to drop in a comment. Tell me where you are watching this from because I'd love to hear from you. And for those of you rolling on the podcast, uh, just continue to listen because we're going to be diving deep into recruiting here. So again, it's Dave Mormon. I'm your home service business coach. And today's discussion on this Tuesday is all about recruiting and how do we get the best people on our team. So let's dive into it here. We're going to leave 
the projects aside, we're going to leave the profit aside and we're going to dive deep on people. So as the CEO of my uh, service business, Revive Washing, I've set it as my goal for this past month to really focus on people and how do we attract the best people on our team? You know, living through this, this pandemic we're all living through, my goodness, has it been challenging with having people going down to COVID and having to isolate uh, business, you know, went crazy down last March and then it like lulled for two months and then it like spiked up and ended up being a really busy year in home services. So I think from a recruiting standpoint, I think home services, to be honest with you guys, is starting to get some more eyeballs from people in other industries and actually see like, wow, through a pandemic, home services has actually stayed really busy. And so we've went at our uh, at our recruiting this past month from really taking a stance of like, we have remained busier than ever. We had a huge year last year. Uh, we're planning another huge year this year. And really what I've identified, like literally why I've made this a key focus of mine as CEO is because I see the importance of people needed on our team. And as CEO, you're really looking for bottlenecks in your own home service business. So for me, like I'm so confident we can get this thing right here, get the phone ringing. I love marketing. Um, that's, that's my jam. I know we can get the phone ringing. I know we can sell jobs. You know, I know we can answer the phone and schedule jobs. That's all fine. But what actually is the key bottleneck? Like the one dial that if I could spin it would be how do I get enough qualified people on my team and specifically it's the technicians so we're going to be talking about how can we get technicians to join our team and actually be excited about the job because like guys newsflash gutter cleaning window cleaning pressure washing it's not glamorous stuff right so first of all with recruiting as i say with anybody i coach it all starts right here with with your mindset so that is the first takeaway from this stream is we need to actually believe that we are offering an incredible opportunity for somebody. And again, I'm in the same niche as you are. We're cleaning houses. Like how on earth do we now have a team of 14 people who I believe are rock stars? How did that happen? So I've made this title, you know, we, we don't want to just be hiring helpers on our team. We want to actually be hiring rock stars. And so when I got into my pressure washing business, I thought, okay, I'm the owner, I'm small, I need to get work, I can't afford to pay someone big bucks. So I really just need to get a helper. And that's okay, when you're getting started, like, go ahead and get a helper, that's no problem. But if you actually want to build like a legitimate sustainable business, you don't want to have like a bunch of helpers around you. Because what happens is, you know, people running a home service business, say they're doing $500,000 or $300,000. It's literally just them. And then it's this, they're like at the top. And then there's like this umbrella to like five or six other people who literally have very limited responsibility and it all just channels up to the owner. So you basically end up with this owner who's literally working 80, 90 hours a week because they have all this centralized decision-making. Like it's the centralized control model where in my opinion, I would much prefer to make what's called umbrella hires or, you know, I want to be looking for rock stars on my team. I want to be hiring people who I can hire and then build out an umbrella under them. So especially early on in your company, guys, you want to be looking for that hire that you can actually 
drop in people under their umbrella. So you want to be looking for that one person. You could have five or six people reporting to them. So that's a, another takeaway from this stream is we don't want to just be going for helpers. We want rock stars. And you might be watching this, listening to this, thinking like, oh, you know, easy for you to say, like, you know, you're a bigger company and pressure washing and you can just attract people because you already have a brand. But it's like, we're, we're definitely not a huge company by any means. We're still a very small business. Uh, I'm still overseeing the business that I'm running, but it can run uh, without me. So, you know, that gives me a lot of freedom and I want to be sharing how you can go about doing that. So the first reason, the first way guys is to really make this an opportunity worth having. And in my opinion, you got to make it more about just the cleaning. And so what I mean by that is you need to define out a vision for this company where this thing is going. So I'll share an example. Like when I got started, again, I had this limited mindset. I can just hire a helper because that's all I can afford. I literally thought in my mind, like, man, nobody wants to work for my company because we're so small and we work out in the rain and we clean gutters. Like who would ever want to do that? My friends don't think it's cool. Uh, you know, I'm putting up an ad on Craigslist. I'm getting crickets. Like, why is that happening? So I'm not making this talk to tell you like, oh, you know, Michael, you're watching this. You're definitely doing something wrong. Like, why can you not get people? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm not going about saying that. I think it's very, 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 very difficult to get good people on your team. So I'll go out and say that. And I'll also say, this is not like, isolated just to your business like bob's pressure washing like bob is not the only one who's going to be struggling with this it's going to be every other home service business under under the sun whether you're running junk calling painting uh whether you run a landscaping business roofing the the industry does not matter it's going to be in food and restaurants and hospitality and hotels transportation like everybody i talk to who's in a level of management or ownership we're literally going to be saying, how do we get good people? Like, you know, we put ads on Craigslist. We set up three interviews. Nobody, you know, I set up three interviews. One person shows up, the other two people ghost me. Like, so I definitely think that hiring is going to be a constant challenge. And if you have chosen to plant your flag in home services here through, you know, 2021 and say you want to stand the test of time and have your business stay until 2030, you will only be a business if you can get good at recruiting people. You can still have your business, but you'll still be the one on the truck, maybe with a helper to come the year 2030, unless you do some of these things I'm gonna be telling you in how to actually go and attract and get good people. So you'll be literally the same business you are today in nine years if you just keep hiring helpers and you just keep running on this hamster wheel saying there's no good people out there and you don't actually define this like really fun job to be in. So that's that's my little two, two cents on that. So if you're getting value from this, definitely drop a comment. Let me know uh, even if you have a question about recruiting because we may have time to take a question or two at the end. But you guys know I push out all this free advice because I'm literally walking through it with you. I've grown a couple painting businesses. I'm now growing my pressure washing business. I've been in home services for 12 years. So I'm literally trying to tell you what is working for us with recruiting, what is not working. And I just want to stress, like, if you want to scale this thing, if you want to get this thing to 500,000 or 700,000 or a million, whatever the number is, 
you need to do it with people and you need to become a magnet of people. One of my favorite quotes is a great business starts with a great owner. And so I think step one, you need to level up yourself and your own mindset. You need to believe that whatever business you're building is truly awesome and you want to have people joining it. Now, I'm not saying you need to make it all sexy and fun, like you're building the next Instagram and you're going to, you know, IPO and all this stuff like and you need Silicon Valley money like I'm not that's not what we're doing right here with our local business but what I'm saying is make it fun make it exciting you need to pitch a roadmap of opportunity for what someone's role could become within that company I always tell our team a small business means big opportunity which is exciting for someone who's a mover and a shaker like man we've picked up so many people in our company that have said my past employer never listened to my suggestions and so you know i stuck it out there for a year and then i just ended up quitting because it was like i was just a cog in the wheel um you know i was just this little ship in this huge ocean of bureaucracy and all my ideas never got listened to well guess what when you join my company my pressure wash business our one of our core values is is kaizen is continuous improvement so we're going to be listening to our people we're going to be wanting to hear their suggestions. We're going to be wanting to make their lives better. Like the day that someone comes to work for me, I view myself suddenly as their servant. I'm their shepherd. They're looking up to me for direction, for guidance. I need to make sure I have my crap together so that they're going to want to stick with me. And this is actually going to be like a real opportunity. There's too many pressure washing businesses out there, guys, just Mickey mousing it. Like, you're literally driving this jalopy junky truck and with chemical falling out of the back, no branding. You're stressed out all the time. You don't, you're not on a CRM. You don't know a lick about marketing. And like, you wonder why people don't want to be coming to work for you. Like you need to look at the businesses that have scaled in pressure washing. And then you need to go study the owner. Like, honestly, that owner is going to be good at three things. They're going to be incredible at marketing, getting jobs. They're going to be incredible with people. They're going to have really good people skills and they're going to be incredible with finances. And I'm talking about pressure washing businesses that have achieved some scale where they have multi trucks on the road, maybe a manager or two. Those are the people that you guys need to be learning from to level up your recruiting. So again, I'm not saying this is easy, but you do need to really define this and almost gamify it and make it fun. Like for us, we say it's all about the service. It's not about the pressure washing or the gutter cleaning. It's literally like we're running a, a sales organization here that offers a very high level of service to premium customers. And we happen to do that by way of offering our cleaning services. So that is, you know, something just to keep in mind as you grow this company, like it's so much more than just the cleaning. And, you know, for those of you watching this, listening to this, some resources I would recommend on this is um, get a book called The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly. I've got that on Audible. I've listened to it a couple of times and it is a phenomenal book which basically walks through a company that has a lot of turnover. You know, you might be listening to this thinking, 
okay, I've brought in five guys. They've all left. Like, you know, no one wants to work anymore for $17 an hour, $15 an hour, whatever it is. Well, once you read the dream manager, it will change your mindset for how you can build out your organization. What happens in that company without spoiling the book is essentially management takes this approach of what would happen if we would actually put our people first and we'd actually figure out what's important to them and we would start rewarding them based on things that they really care about. You know, what would happen? And basically what happens in the book is like the company completely turns around, their staff retention improves majorly and the company is much better for it. So you honestly, like I personally believe you can't do anything great in life without having a, a team and especially in home services. You know, if we stay in our lane talking about home services, we need to have that team of rock stars if you're going to grow this thing. Otherwise, you're going to just end up, you know, a stressed out owner running around with having a bunch of helpers. And again, you won't be able to leave that company for a week or two weeks. You can't take your family on vacation. And if you do, guess what? All the trucks are grounded for, uh, they're grounded for the two weeks that you're gone on vacation. And it shouldn't be like that if you're running an actual business. So you want to be framing this up as an awesome job. And for us, it all starts with having an organizational chart. For those of you listening to this, feel free to uh, hit me up on Facebook or even email me at homeservicebusinesscoach at gmail.com. I'll be happy to send you over a copy of what our organizational chart looks like. And what I've done, I spent half a day effectively writing out every position in the company in four years. So in 2025, where do we see our company going? And we've built out our different divisions. So we've got a marketing division, we've got an office division, we've got a production division, and we've got a sales division. And what I've come up with is we basically will need about 45 positions filled on our team if we're going to achieve our goal in four years. And what I've also identified is that two thirds of those positions are actually technician recruiting technician positions that we need to fill. And so it's become very, very evident to me as CEO and leader of this company that we're only going to get to our goal if we have the right people on our team. And I'm very confident in staffing up uh, sales. I'm very confident staffing up office. I'm very confident staffing up marketing. In fact, as much as we grow, I'll probably always keep half of a hand in marketing because I honestly love doing it. But what we really need is the technicians in operation in our service team. Those are the people we need. And I honestly believe that as our economy moves forward, as our premium clientele get more adjusted to having Amazon and being able to snap their fingers and have a package show up at the door, our, our, um, our ideal clientele's mindset is programmed that when they want something, they want to get something. They want to be able to call in or text in and just have the thing taken care of. So as home service business owners, that becomes even more paramount when we're building out a team. You know, how demanding the marketplace has become and how high their expectations are. Like you might have given up on the on the recruiting front and just said, you know what, forget this thing Dave's talking about. I am not getting people on my team. I've tried that back in 2010 and the, my, I almost lost my whole business because of this person and this person screwed me over and this happened and this happened. And so again, I'm not saying this is easy, but for me, 
I think it's a great challenge and a cause worth fighting for because personally, I don't want to just own um, a pressure washing job. For me, my skills are in growth and in marketing and growing this thing and hiring people and leadership. Those are the things that I personally want to get a lot better at. And so, you know, that's where I've chosen to put my focus is saying, okay, what does this thing look like in four years? How are we going to get there? How are we going to achieve that? And so as much as I'm, you know, systems driven and I want processes for everything, honestly, guys, girls, if I had to pick, it would be, I would choose to have the people on my team before I would want to have the processes. Now I do agree that you need to have both, but I do think getting those awesome people on your team is, is more important. Just taking a quick drink break. Um, feel free to drop in some questions. I see a few coming up here. Um, we're going to be able to, uh, to take on a few at the end of the stream here. So any questions as it pertains to recruiting guys, we'll be hanging out here and I want to be able to bring you some value of how you can grow your home service business, your pressure washing business, get this thing to the next level with the team. So any questions, feel free to fire away, drop it in the, drop it in the comment section and I can pull it up on the screen here and go through a few questions. So let's keep going with recruiting. So you need to really make this, uh, you need to paint this picture of the future vision of what your company is going to be. So for us, we have an eight page document, which details out what our vision is when our company's grown up, we have our organizational chart. So you need to have those two tools to point to so that you can actually show a prospective candidate when they're sitting in on an interview or they're getting onboarded, man, this is where this thing is going. And it even comes down to our, our job ads guys like we're literally not talking about our our physical cleaning job and our job ad we're saying you know this is an entry level management position with a lot of opportunity for advancement our company is different in two big ways one we're a living wage employer we pay more than the industry average two every job we take on at my pressure watch business we donate three percent to go to water wells in Cambodia. That's something I really care about, something my team cares about, and it makes us a little bit different. Three, we're the highest rated on Google. We really care about service. Like these are the things you need to be talking about in your job ad. People are reading those ads on Indeed, on Craigslist. They're reading them saying literally what's going to their head is what is in it for me? What do I get? That's what they're thinking. And so we've completely scrapped talking about our company and being in business this long and we're fully insured and work safe BC. Like nobody cares about that stuff when they're recruiting. They're literally thinking, what's the pay? What's the hours? What are the perks? And so we literally talk like that. What's in it for you? You get a company van, you get industry leading equipment, you get to join a fun team. You get opportunities for advancement. You get a flexible schedule. You get above industry average pay. You get bonuses. Like all these things, you guys need to package up and make your position actually appealing. And so you look at the cleaning companies that have scaled. They've got really good with building out this, this company culture that they're building on their team. And they've made this position exciting, even though it can be cleaning work, you know, pressure washing work, janitorial work, painting work, whatever it is. So it comes down to you, the leader and saying, how uh, attractive can you build this company and how well can you actually show your team the vision for where this company is going? And so, 
you know, as you, as you grow, like, especially as you start guys, it all comes back to you, you living out uh, who you are and where this company's going. Like if you, if you are just a natural people person, you're going to naturally attract some people on your team. If you are a little bit of an a-hole, you're going to attract those same types of people on your team. So I believe that, you know, birds of a feather do flock together. So I think if you are naturally like a caring, shepherding, generous person, you will literally attract those same types of people onto your team. And if I look at my team today, we're, we're 13 people today and growing. The people that I have on my team are, are awesome. I love them all. And I do think that they get genuinely excited that we are donating to causes such as clean drinking water across the world and doing cool things as a company in our community. Like that's what makes the team really great. And that's a culture that people want to be around. So again, the dream manager will really help you, you know, frame this up for uh, how you can get your mindset right around recruiting and how you can turn, you know, a relatively unsexy job into one that people on your team actually want to uh, be a part, be a part of. We've got a good question here coming in from David Paul with Aurora Marketing. David says, how do you convey your company values to new hires and how do you ensure your company values are understood by your team? Awesome one. So basically how that is, I'm just going to hide that here. We've got that. So with core values, guys, you got to set that out. So again, that comes with your, your organizational chart that comes with your vision. You, your core values are essentially saying, You've started this Bob's pressure washing business. Bob, what do you want your business to be like? Like what personality do you want it to have? For us, it, our service is our number one core value. You know, it's all about serving our clients. We want to treat them like a king and a queen. Two would be uh, excellence. Everything we do, we want to be excellent and professional. We don't want to ever just say the job is good enough. So you got to have, I would say, three, four, five core values. I wouldn't go much more than that because once you start saying you have 20 cores, it's nothing's really the core anymore. So you got to really sit down and come up with some words that you want to have your company live out. And so for us, we have our core values on our wall in our office and we're constantly talking about them too. Like just yesterday on our team meeting, we gave out um, a, a gift card to one of our, to our team member of the week. We give out a team member of the week gift card every single week that we're operating. And we say what core value that person demonstrated. So, you know, we gave it out to a, a, a fellow named Steve yesterday because Steve showed excellence in going above and beyond serving the customer well and recognizing some areas where he could uh, add on some upsells for revive, which was great but also great for the customer because they got to get uh, something taken care of while our crew is already on site, get it done, get it taken care of. So I think for core values, guys, it can't just be a buzzword. I think it actually needs to be something that your team is living out on a day-to-day -day basis. So you might think like, wow, this is, this sounds great, like core values and org chart, but like, how do you actually do this? Right? So it comes down to like, Guys, honestly, most people I work with in the pressure washing space, the biggest request I'd have for them is literally just press pause on your business. Like, don't just go out and get more work, get more work, sell more work, stay more busy. And especially as we come into busy season, it's a it's a tricky time of year where I actually think 
until your eyes are really opened up to the word systems, you're just going to continue to operate your business. Like until you actually see like, wow, we need set recruiting ads and we need a budget and we need to get a zoom account so we can do interviews online and we need interview questions and we need to have an onboarding training and we need an employee handbook and we need uniforms. Like all these things might just be overwhelming you thinking like, man, what's the point? Like, it's just me and a washer and a helper. But what I'm saying is if you want to actually ascend to that level and attract a team of rock stars today in 2021, you need to have all those systems in place. Otherwise you literally will not get people on your team to stand the test of time. I was in an onboarding training yesterday. We brought on a new technician. So I was going through our core values and I was telling this individual, you know, about our company and service and everything. And he said, wow, you know, this actually feels like a real company. And it was echoed again through one of my students sent me an email this morning. He's going through his core values, writing them out. And he had his lead tech stop him and say, you know what, Tom, this feels like a, it's becoming a real business. I'm just like, man, reading that email makes me so excited. Hearing it from my own technician we've hired makes me so excited because it shows you're going in the right direction. When people are saying like, this is actually looking like a real business. It's so exciting to see you guys move your companies to that next level. And like I said, when you're small, I think there means a lot of upside for opportunity. And I'm a firm believer that you don't get top talent on Indeed. Like I think you can, but I think in home services, I think you hire on Indeed at the ground floor and then you grow your own people within your company. I'll tell you a, a short story on my uh, my today manager, Steve. He is um, different Steve who won the Core Value Award, by the way, but Steve is now my, my right-hand guy, my manager out in the field. He's helping do some sales as we're busy here, helping me train new team members. Uh, he he really is is strong where I'm weak. And so Steve started with me about two years ago as a technician took responsibility. We leveled him up to a lead tech. He then led a crew for a season. Now this year, he's now my manager and wants to continually growing within our company. So the, the cool thing in home services guys is you can actually ascend a key a player in your team relatively quickly. Like each season can be a little bit different. You could go technician to crew lead to production manager, potentially into sales, Maybe they're more oriented in the office. You can get them in the office. Maybe they want to be uh, helping on the marketing team. So there's all these different areas that you can have someone join your team. And you know these positions open up for this person. You can really show them the vision for what this thing could be. So it all starts with having that organizational chart, guys. If you're not, if you don't have that, I would really suggest getting that set up. I personally like making mine on Microsoft PowerPoint. Again, if you want a copy, I'll be happy to send you over a PDF copy, what it looks like, just a picture so you can take from it and, and do it how, how you like. Um, but there's, there's other companies too online. Uh, you could look at bubble.us has, um, you can draw one up for free online, but I like the PowerPoint one cause it's kind of color coded and looks looks nice. It's nice enough. You could print it on the wall into your office. So um, one other thing to note guys, as we talk about projects, people and profit is 
kind of ties into number three a little bit with recruiting. Like I would not be able to bring a single person on my team if my business wasn't generating profit. Okay. So you need to make sure whatever you're paying your technicians in the field, you need to get at least a three to four times labor return on that rate. So if that technician is making $25 an hour, including all their burdens and everything, they need to be generating at least $75 per hour, ideally more like a hundred or 125 even to be able to be profitable in your home service company. You can't hire people until you actually prove out the business model that your pricing is intact and you can actually make a good amount of profit for what you need to, to fulfill your entire business. And that comes in to having an actual annual budget for us. We have an annual budget. I'm checking that thing every couple of days, seeing each line item where our money's actually flowing in our company. And we do have a set recruiting budget where we actually can be posting these ads on Craigslist, on Kijiji, um, on Indeed. And we can be spending money every day trying to get better people in the door. And I want to give you a few more practical takeaways here, guys, for how you can get better people on your team. Again, if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll, uh, we might have time to take uh, another question or two. So you want to create your job ad and you actually want to push people what I believe to an online application form. We build our online application form on a program called JotForm, J-O-T-F-O-R-M. And you're able to build out a free online application form where someone can then apply to your job, attach their application, and then you can follow up with them. And so we found rather than people just, you know, attaching a resume on Craigslist and emailing it in, they actually show some initiative and fill out an application form. They take 10 minutes and fill out an application form. It's also the same way why if you want to book a free coaching call with me, I make you fill out a nine question application form. It only takes less than 10 minutes, but it shows me, hey, you're actually serious and want to get some advice from me on the phone and you're not just a tire kicker. I want to actually, you know, invest in you a little bit now. So it just weeds out a good amount of people and then sends the better people to fill out the application form. So I think you know, if home services could tighten up in their interviewing process and training, like that's important. But I do really feel like being in, in the industry for 12 years now in home services, I think the one lever that most people need help with is including us is the recruiting element as far as like, we just got to get those applications to be pumping in. Like we got to just be getting those applications coming in left, right and center so that we can have enough people joining our team. And so I've found like setting up the job ad, sending to an online application form. That is, that is a really good way. Constantly posting these ads guys, like always, always, always be recruiting. I can guarantee you once your business crosses over that three year mark or so, your problem is not going to be getting enough projects. Like as our economy moves forward, like my peer group does not do services on their home because they don't know how they don't have the time. My parents generation is getting older. They do not do services on their home either. And so it's literally this like double helix gold mine opportunity coming at us in home services that literally the company that can get the qualified technicians recruited and trained that owner is going to be and that management team will be one happy team for the long run because if you can fix that problem everybody knows real estate's a great investment 
people want to get in the housing market and they want to protect their biggest investment. This DIY generation is becoming less and less and less as our service economy goes up and up and up and up. So if you are currently owning a home service business and you know, like I post this in my Facebook group, right? Like what are your problems? Like 80% of the people are like good technicians, good technicians for the guys who are brand new. It's mostly like work is top of mind. I always say, if you're going around a base path, playing the baseball game, first base is literally getting enough work. Like you got to go sell a hundred thousand book it, figure out how to produce it. Getting to that second base guys at a hundred thousand. How do I get to two, three, four, five hundred thousand? That becomes then a recruiting issue. How do we get great people to join our team? So uh, we've got a good question here coming in from Tom. Tom says, do you give bonuses to your current employees who refer their friends? Um, awesome question, Tom. So Tom's asking, do we pay out a referral bonus? Yes, we definitely do. And it's funny timing that uh, Tom asked that because we're actually rebuilding that program right now. So currently what we have, you got to figure out guys, what a technician is, is worth to your business in dollars per year, right? So for us, each truck on the road, give or take the crew and seasonality, we try to get $250,000 per truck per year. That's doing uh, our washing services when we're busy and then it's transitioning into Christmas lights. And then we're basically taking January, February off and then we get super busy in other months, but that's, we generally run on 10 months of the year. So you're looking at an average of $25,000 per truck for a two person truck per year. Some of ours do a little more, some do a little bit less depending. So per technician, our revenue level is about $125,000 per technician. So you know, at a 20% net profit there, what that employee should be generating the company is about $25,000. So you got to think, man, it, like one of my favorite quotes is, you know, some people ask, oh, what happens if I train the employees and they leave? Well, what happens if you train the employees and they stay like 125 per year, 25,000 coming in the door for your company every year with just one technician. So it's like amazing that much amount of money you could have if someone stayed with you for four years, that's a hundred thousand dollars. Now, four years is probably a little bit long to stay uh, doing what we're doing as a general average, but I think you can get technicians to stay on your team for, you know, two, three years, no problem. Start as a technician, ascend to lead tech. So long winded answer, uh, Tom, to get to your, to your uh, answer to your question. Yeah, we do pay. Um, currently we're paying, $200 referral for just a seasonal hire. If it's someone who comes in as a friend and they're in for our busy season and they stay for three months, they get $200. If they stay on year round, we give them $400. Um, currently we're looking at that program and actually looking to put a little bit more money behind it as my business continues to grow and expand. So I think you got to just figure out what is the value to you. But I think you know, to give off a $500 or $750 even like, I think much more than that in our industry gets a little bit dicey. Like I could see if you're in plumbing and HVAC, you could have a one person crew do 400,000 and make a hundred thousand. And then you pay out a thousand for a referral. So you just got to see what you're comfortable with and what your company can afford for us. We definitely have a line item where we pay out uh, referrals 
to our employees, but you got to kind of see what works. So we're at 200, 400. We've been doing that for like two years. I think we're a little bit low and want to increase that. And like I said, it's on my initiatives this month, figuring out the recruiting uh, in our business. And again, I think it's not like you figure it out and you suddenly arrive to this great place where you don't have to worry about recruiting. Like one of my first thoughts every morning, guys, when I wake up is like literally about recruiting. Like how can, I'm a bit of a nerd for this. And if your business is growing, it's going to always kind of be on your mind, guys. You want to be thinking, how can I go out and get the best people on my team? And so if I look at my team, they've come from Indeed. Most of them though, guys, have come from friends of friends. Like there's something in, in the community called uh, your loose ties. And so if you look at your 500 Facebook friends today, and I get they're not all friends, but you know, it's almost be called connections, your 500 connections, your most valuable people, honestly, are not those 500 people. It's actually their friends of those 500 people. Those are like the pool of candidates hiring. So constantly posting on your company Facebook page, you know, um, so-and-so pressure washing is looking for great people. And then Tom, the owner of the business would be sharing it from his page saying, we're looking for awesome people. Thank you for supporting our local business. Thank you for passing out the word. That works great. Another thing you guys could do is actually join a lot of these neighborhood Facebook groups. You can join different, look at the communities that you guys actually do work in with your pressure washing business. You can actually go and join a number of these groups in different neighborhoods, join them and, and mention to them, hey, my business is growing very quickly. We're looking for a couple great people to join our teams in these positions. If you know of anybody, please have them apply at this link. So it's, you know, our employees, guys, are our internal customers. We as business owners and home services, we jump up and down because we're so happy to go and get more leads coming in because it's that like dopamine boost of like, oh, a new client. I just sold a $1,000 job. Like I'm not saying any of that stuff is bad, but literally where my company's at, if I could wave a magic wand and have 50 jobs on my plate or have like three really good employees, two really good employees, I would take the employees every time because I'm a big fan. You Life works from the inside out, right? The business works from the inside out. You build out the guts of the business. You build your org chart. You build your core values. You host a regular team meeting. You have staff socials. You send out gift cards. You get everyone reading the dream manager. You check up on your employees. You give them a gift card on their birthday. Um, you actually care about them. You do all these things properly. You build out the guts internally of your business. Once you become three people, five, seven, 10 people, and those people actually really like their jobs, that's when it's going to be multiplying out and you're going to actually be able to reach more people. So as a business owner, don't be like so obsessed going and getting all these individual leads. Like that is important. You do need to hit your sales targets, but I'm always thinking, how can I actually teach my team to fish? How can I build out a great team internally that can then multiply and go reach more people? Um, Cause that's how, that's how this thing's going to grow. So you got to really, step back and part of what i do as a business coach is i work with students to just put the stop sign up on their business i don't really care how much revenue you're doing this week what I actually care is what actually moved the needle this week like what did you 
send me an email and tell me what you worked on your business this week. What were the few things you knocked down? Well, I got, you know, a, a employee script down. I got uh, my job ads down. I figured out my budget. Like, so we got to go e-myth on this thing, guys. When I say e-myth, I'm referring to Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth. It's a book I read every year. If you haven't read it, I've read it 12 times and I read it every year because it's just that good. It literally says there's three people in every business. So I'll give you two minutes of Cole's notes here and then I'll let you go read the E-Myth if you haven't yet. Three people in every business, guys. We've got the technician over here. So you may have quit your job and thought, screw my boss, I can make $15 more an hour if I do it myself. So that's a technician mindset. I'm gonna just start this Bob's pressure washing business. I'm gonna pump out all the jobs myself because that's what I wanna do and, and make good money, more money than I ever made in a job. So that's technician mindset. You know, it's literally a pressure washing business. Well, I'm, I'm a pressure washer, so that's technician. Manager is kind of at that like $500,000 level in, in the pressure washing space where you actually have a couple crews that can now do the work. You have some help in the office. You're now the acting manager, facilitating things, making sure the trucks run on time, dealing with unhappy employees, dealing with unhappy customers, doing interviews, doing all the stuff a manager does. They manage and create order within their service business. Level three, you know, option C is the entrepreneur. It's not the technician, not the manager. You're now the entrepreneur. So guess what? You've ascended to this level where you're literally in charge of working on the business. You're designing the game. You're designing the processes. You're designing the systems for how this thing is going to run. And that typically happens at like a $700,000 level to a million bucks, anywhere in there where you have enough revenue to now pay a manager to deal with your teams and take care of them. And now you're coaching those managers, you're overseeing the finances of the operation, making sure you're profitable and you're designing the business. You're literally working on the business, not in the business. And as you scale up, it's this fine balance of like, okay, I gotta go see this customer. This is urgent. I gotta take care of this. Gotta put out this fire, but then I'm gonna pull back and I'm actually gonna build out an org chart tonight. I'm gonna get on PowerPoint, build it out where this business is going guys. And for the students I work with, like when they have literally got that brainwave to now build out their org chart, put it on the wall, it's a, it's a mindset shift where they're like, okay, I can see now where Bob's pressure washing is going. It's not just Bob in a truck anymore. You wonder why Bob in a truck's not attracting anybody because he hasn't actually made this like appear like a real business so when you can put this thing on the wall and show like wow this is becoming a real business and i want you to be a part of it this is the opportunity that's when it becomes really fun and you guys got to keep in mind too like i've hired over 130 people now in the last 12 years in home services and my painting companies and pressure washing and christmas lights and it's not about the actual skill set of the cleaning. We say we we hire for attitude, we train for skill. I think people want to join our company, not so much for the pressure washing, but more for the environment. They wanna be around people of like-minded who are positive, who are encouraging, who actually see this as a, becoming a business. And also I think the people are on our team because they see 
where their potential could be in this thing. They see, wow, this thing's growing fast. I could see myself at this level, making this salary, doing these responsibilities. That makes me want to join the ride. You know, Jim Collins talks about in his book, Good to Great, getting the right people on the bus, but not just on the bus, in the right seats in the bus. Now, I would ask you, like, would you ever get on a bus if you had no idea where it was going? And it's like, that might just shake you up right there. It's like, you would never get on a bus if you don't know exactly where it's heading to your destination. So if you as the employer haven't defined like where this thing's going, good luck getting somebody on your bus. Like there's going to be nobody waiting at the bus stop waiting to get on your bus. Cause they don't, you haven't even said where the thing's going. So it's like, if that shakes you up, give me a, give me a comment or tell me, uh, Esther says, Esther says, amen here. Awesome. Um, give me a comment guys. If you got another question about recruiting, but it's just like, I get so passionate about this because I talk to a number of home service business owners that are good, hardworking people. And it's like a niche that I really care about. That's why I've chosen to work in home services and also coach those to systematize their business. Cause I'm just such a believer of it. And I only read the Emeth guys in 2016. So I'm only five years into this, like road going down systems and I'm very happy where I've come to, but I I'm so excited for the next eight years of my life to see where this thing goes with my coaching and with revive washing. And so I'm just really excited and I want to be able to give back and help you because I want to like part of working with my students is just shaking up their mindset. It's readjusting the furniture in their brain for what is possible. And with recruiting, it's a big limited mindset that, you know, woe is me, boo hoo, no one wants to work for my company. And it's all these reasons I've been talking about the last 48 minutes is why people don't want to work for you is because you haven't actually, you know, built out what this thing could be. And then lastly, um, I want to say, uh, Esther says, you have such an awesome team at Revive. Thank you so much, Esther. It means a lot. I think lastly, guys, you got to do the little things for your team. You know, it, it's like someone preparing for, you know, let's say an athletic competition. They don't just like get one good night of sleep and, you know, don't eat any sugar the day before the competition and suddenly go and perform and do great. The, the, the competition is one in the little things. It's one in the dark. Are you going out doing the training when no one's watching, when you're not posting about it on social media. Like for me, I can't stand people, you know, showing off their runs or their, how much they lift it. I mean, it's fine, but it's just like, you know, don't like Gary V said on the, the live stream with jobber, don't get so high and hopped up on the cheering. Like then the booze, the booze aren't going to affect you when people are like hating on your business. You don't want to ever get too high or too low with your business. Like, for me, it just naturally comes in my personality. You could tell me I won a million dollars and I would be like, oh, that that's really, really awesome. You know, my voice doesn't inflect. I don't get so excited, but it also is good in entrepreneurship. It could be the skies falling. And I don't get that low. I'm just very calculated, very steady. That's in my disc profile. I'm a, I'm a CS. And so I'm, I'm very steady in what I, what I do. And so kind of getting off the path of recruiting, but you got to do the little things, guys, that make your team excited for us. It's giving out a gift card every week. Uh, I'll, I'll regularly give out gift cards to our team and just say like, 
man, you guys crushed it on this job. Here's whatever, a fuel card or a, a gift card to a restaurant. All right. Handwritten thank you cards to our team member of the week, just saying, you know, they're doing a great job. And I'm not doing this stuff, guys, to brag and say, oh, look at Dave. Revive is so cool. I'm literally giving you like the practical tips. Like my business today runs on a, a 5% marketing budget. We're And we're growing quick. We're not, I'm not breaking the bank. I try it. I'm honestly, my nationality is Dutch. So you can guess how much I like spending money. I like to be very, very conscious where money goes, but I think you don't have to break the bank guys to do these special things for your team. So gift cards go a long way. Um, you know, I've heard it said air, the acronym air, A I R appreciation, inspiration, respect, you know, people don't quit businesses they don't quit companies they actually quit managers and i believe they quit managers because they the managers yourself listening to this you don't show your team enough respect so go tell your team when they've done something awesome like let them know give them a gift card give them a card bring coffees into the office like one of my students this week brought lunch to his crew and it's just like man does 20 dollars ever go a long way so your team needs to know that you care because ultimately you can have all these recruiting tricks in the book, but at the end of the day, if you're a pretty crappy boss, these are just going to be tactics for you. They're going to just be like a flash in the pan. You bring someone good in, you put them in and they're gone because you don't actually know how to keep and retain people. So it all starts with the owner and the owner's heart and ultimately the owner's core values. Because if you naturally just view employees as a line item, and you want to squeeze them for every hour they're worth and pay them as low as you can, you're going to end up with people that are just kind of shysters and not actually in it for the long haul. So, but if you actually, like for me, I actually view labor, like, yeah, we need to hit our numbers and be profitable, but I view our labor across our company in an investment, right? Like I'm investing in an employee to get a return and I'm invested in that relationship. I want them to do well. So they stick with my company. So they generate a profit. Like that's all that it is. But if you miss that, like caring part and relationship part and just try and get the money, it doesn't work. Like even with clients, if you try and make a quick buck today, guys, you might be able to go get a thousand dollar job that probably should have only been 400 bucks. Um, when you rip people off like that, you might get a quick shot in the bank account, but long-term it's going to, going to screw you over. You won't always want to be building your business long-term with investing in people. And it's the same with recruiting. I want to be investing in my people on the daily so that over the next 10 years, we can actually build out a, a family. And that's the point I'll leave you with guys. You're really, whatever your company's called, you're going to have your family at home and you're going to have your family at work. And I honestly view each person on my team at revive as, as family. And I view it, it's my job to care for them. I'm a big fan of um, any books on transformational servant leadership. It's a mouthful, but it's basically reversing the pyramid of the old school way of like, I'm the boss, screw you, do what I said. You have to do this because I said so. That stuff like does not fly anymore with our generation. What actually flies now is like, what's the purpose of this company? How do I feel doing this job? And you might laugh like millennials today, but like, laugh or not that's the reality of how it is you need to flip that triangle and suddenly 
I don't have 12 people working for me. I have 12 people I'm working for in the fact that I'm serving them. I'm supporting them. I'm caring about them. I'm taking care of them. I'm signing their paychecks every two weeks. So those are the things you guys need to think about with recruiting. You know, I, I always, I don't want to just give you the band-aid solution and write this like bombshell job ad and you get some good people and then you lose them. Like you need to start today building out the inside guts of your company. Um, and you need to do that based on your core values, based on your org chart and based on your vision. And if you hit me up on Facebook um, and you want to come in my coaching program, I'll, I'll gladly help you build that out. No problem. If you got a few questions or anything, you can always uh, hit me up or book a free call with me on my website, homeservicebusinesscoach.com. Um, I'll be happy to bring you some more value on these things, but that's where you've got to start. You've got to do some deep work on yourself, read the dream manager. So you know how to build out a team and create company culture, read the e-myth. So you know how a business overall works and then make sure your pricing is perfected so that you can actually be profitable. Cause again, the plane doesn't take off, you know, until there's profit, you need that profit in the uh in the system you need to have the profit so that your plane can actually take off uh and and have lift off so that is uh that's where i'll i'll land the plane here guys on recruiting i hope there was some value uh in here for you uh one last question coming in from mark mark says how much is your coaching program mark i'm going to send you a pm here and give you a little bit more nuts and bolts uh, with what that's looking like. So I wanted to thank you guys uh, for your time today listening. Again, I try push out this free content on YouTube, on Facebook, um, to my email list, on my podcast, because I don't want you to just run on this hamster wheel and go year after year and move your business from like 50K to 60K to 80K to 90K. Like you should be able to grow a whole lot quicker than that. I think minimum you should be doubling your business every year, sometimes tripling it if you're really early. Like if you did 50K, you should be doing like 150. If you did 150 last year, you should be doing like 300. Like that's the level of growth I wanna see you on because time is our most precious resource. And I think if you can pick up gold nuggets from people who've already done this ahead of you, that's the best thing that you can be doing. And so this is kind of, I could honestly talk for eight hours on this and we do get a lot deeper on this in my coaching program if you work with me, but this is uh, this is enough gold nuggets, I think for today to kind of give you uh, on recruiting. But again, if you wanna talk further on it, book your free call with me, you get me on the phone for 45 minutes, we'll dive into your business. I can give a recommendation or two and then uh, we can take it from there. But thanks again, uh, guys, for for tuning in. If you are listening on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate giving me a review if you're finding value in this, help show my podcast uh, to more people. If you're watching on Facebook, please leave a like and a comment. Uh, would be incredible. And I wish you guys well the rest of your Tuesday as we come into busy season with recruiting. Remember some of these tips and definitely hit me up if you have any further questions. Take care, guys. It's Dave Mormon signing off. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.